0: Hello, I'm John Eldridge, and welcome to the Ransomed Heart audio podcast. For more information on Ransomed Heart Ministries, our resources, and events, please visit us online at www.ransomedheart.com. Friends, welcome back to the Ransomed Heart podcast. John Eldridge here with Craig McConnell who's right now thumbing through his Bible and pulling out family photos. Gee, I haven't seen this one a (laughs) lot. Postcards. Oh, I need to (laughs) get
1: a head of lettuce (laughs) after this. It looks
0: like a receipt from Home Depot. (laughs) It just cracks me up, all the things that you have tucked into your Bible. But last time, if you joined us on the previous podcast, we were talking about hope, and we're talking about lessons from the summer that we were both learning, and I was sharing something from what we've been experiencing in the summer in terms of loss and saying goodbyes and, and how Jesus just really capturing our hearts and rescuing our hearts just by reminding me, John, no loss is permanent. And Craig, what about you? What's Jesus been saying to you? What would you say are one of the big kind of lessons of the last couple months?
1: Yeah. John, like you, wonderful summer. In so many ways, um, second grandson born and just the the absolute joy of uh, experiencing my little girls having babies and families and just being with them and wonderful times with Lori, some real special times and woven kind of into the summer. It feels like kind of lessons God just is taking me deeper in. And, and one of them actually um, kind of surfaced and began this spring. We did a boot camp in Northern California. And the boot camp was near my father's gravesite at uh, San Bruno National Cemetery.
0: You're talking about your real father. Yeah, your your yeah, birth killed father. killed in Korea. Yeah.
1: So I... I took an extra day, and I went to see my dad's uh, gravesite, and I was in the cemetery of about 100-something thousand veterans, all with the ivory-white gravestones, Um, war heroes, veterans, men killed in action, so on and so forth. And I found his grave as I had one other time in my life. As I was walking up to it, I just felt the surge of emotion, and then as I stood there... I just grieved and was weeping and just feeling the loss of never having my father, a father, and what it could have been like. And for a time, I was, I was just kind of feeling the the grief and the loss. And then I noticed that uh, this was midweek and there was no one else around. And I kind of looked around and suddenly this impulse that was God just came of I just started jumping up and down and screaming and yelling that death will not have any victory, that death isn't the final sentence. God wins. There is a resurrection. And, you know, I was posturing myself like I would picture, you know, Moses on the mountain and just pronouncing truth and life. And it was kind of dramatic and I probably wouldn't have done it if there was anyone within four or five miles. I
0: love this.
1: But it just felt like uh, God just filled me. And, and what's funny is in all of the um, the drama, I think God showed up in a real powerful way and began to speak to my heart. I went from seeing my father's gravesite to seeing my mom for the last time. She died shortly after, and she died of um, Louis body dementia. And just seeing her in her final days, I was so pissed at death
0: mm-hmm.
1: in feeling like her so called life was robbing her of life. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's a believer, and, and for her to, to pass, for her to die, is to be with the Lord. And I was just I was angry at death, mm-hmm. its ability to deteriorate, rob, steal. And so I'm in the uh, hospice, and I'm just getting riled. About my mom dying, and I kind of more subtly go through the same posture of, of I defy you, death. Mm. I defy you. Mm. Mm. She died, and then I did the service. And my opening line I wanted so much to be F death and just go on a little rage <laughs> in front of the church.
0: Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: And just rage that this mm. schoolyard bully that's all bluster and bluff, intimidation, and that controls us is nothing but a schoolyard bully, that Christ and the resurrection win, that there is life, and that knowing that somehow affects our life really tangibly here and now. And this idea began, this being all backstory, that actually Craig um, felt like God made clear through this that what he longed to see and to offer and invite me into was a defiance of death and all its expressions. Now, pause. I just got back from vacation seeing my uh, two-year-old grandson In he's in the twos. The terrible twos, as I recall. <laughs> and this sweet little thing is just going through the stage where he's saying no to everything. Spent almost the entire time, kind of helping him adjust from this, uh, no, he's not going to do that. No, he doesn't want that. No, he doesn't want visitors. No, he doesn't want to be with his grandpa right now. And there was such a little defiant rebel, (laughs) whatever that thing is. Right. Actually, I think God was using it to show me, Craig, there's some of that, you know, untrained unskilled and needs to mature in my grandson that needs to come out in me and that's John to defy every expression of death or sin in my life and to fight it from a posture of no this isn't true this isn't life mm-hmm. yep the temptation to go to cynicism i'm not just saying no to it i'm defying cynicism yes. by being Having hope by, I'm yes. defying uh, little petty jealousies, envy, little strifes, and little offenses, but I defy that by loving. And so it sounds kind of harsh and violent and cruel. And in some ways, I think it is. But there's this, um, I think for me, one of the lessons this summer has brought is I just really need to stand against and not just hold my own. But have this posture of, no, not in this life, not through me, not in my life, you know. And mm. there's, this, there's mm. this thing of the kingdom coming here and now. This isn't a kingdom reality or value, or, and I'm going to defy
0: it. Or what? I mean, without that defiance, God's urging you to this posture Yeah, I think, John,
1: going back to the last podcast, I think there's this part of me that, um, well, life is hard and death does have its way here and now. And kind of uh, um, this sense of uh, accommodating or allowing or settling for a whole lot more of this fallen, broken world being my experience, then I need to. I'm mm. bringing the mm. kingdom mm. rather than just saying, well, I feel cynical and uh, that's my brokenness and just kind of trying to manage it or or uh, turn to God with, Lord, please come. There's some part of me now rising up and saying, no, no, that's not enough. I defy it. Mm. It feels like a drawing a line in the sand in some part of me saying if I don't stand against this it will eventually erode it wins I'm going to defy it in you in
0: me bingo it's almost like if I don't defy this it's gonna have me
1: and it does have me it
0: does whether it's going to resignation or to the refrigerator yeah you know, third glass of wine, whatever that immediate expression of cynicism, resignation, unbelief is, despair, discouragement, loss of heart, yeah. right? Yes. Because yeah. that Second Corinthians passage we were talking about in between mm-hmm. podcasts here, read that.
1: Yeah, yeah, Second Corinthians 4.16, therefore we do not lose heart, But though our outer man is decaying, yet our inner man is being renewed day by day. For momentary light affliction is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. While we look not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal.
0: Therefore we do not lose heart. Yeah. Why? How? Yeah. Something of the defiance that you were just describing, right?
1: Yeah. 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 There's you yeah, know, there's loss in my father's death. And there's so much loss, there's so much grief, there's so much pain. But it seems like this passage is saying, Oh, oh, nothing, as you've said, nothing is loss that won't be more than mm. fully. Mm enjoyed, satisfied, Mm -hmm. and replaced. This is momentary and light compared to. And for us to get to embrace that in this life here and now, in the face of difficult circumstances, to understand no, that's really, really true.
0: And friends, I want to say not with some vague promise of the wispy, white heaven. You know, kind of the clouds, the singing, you know, glory, whatever obscure kind of vague impressions you are, Jesus literally calls it the renewal of all things. It's not a bait and switch. It's Mm -hmm. not, look, I know that you miss your father terribly. I know that you miss your children terribly. But in heaven, you're going to have wonderful egg salad. (laughs) You know, it's some kind of switch where, trust me. There'll be this wonderful sense of bliss and joy, which will sustain you through the, you know, which will replace these things. No, actually, you get those things back. Yeah. Your father, Al McConnell, Mm -hmm. is fine. Yes. Today. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. He's himself. He's alive. You get him forever. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not vague. It's not wispy. It's not a bait and switch. It's not some sort of ethereal concept. It's, oh, no, God fully intends to restore your life Mm -hmm. and all those things that are dear to you. Yeah.
1: And what it's translated into for me this summer is, and in light of that, therefore, I defy. I defy Staying in grief, staying in angst, staying in this place of life is hard, loving people is hard, fighting temptation is hard. No, no. I defy yes. envy, yes. cynicism, yeah. despair. Yeah. Though I may grieve, I defy grief, ruling and reigning and being kind of the governing core of yep. who and what I am. Bingo. A whole lot of what is in heaven awaiting us can really be experienced now.
0: Yep. And the hope that we're describing is something vibrant and real, not theoretical.
1: And the proof of that is it affects how you live and face genuine grief, loss,
0: disappointment, yes. betrayal. Yep. You know, on and on it goes. Yeah. Yeah. Paul says, therefore, we do not lose heart because inwardly we're being renewed day by day. Jesus, we pray for that. We pray for that inward renewal. We pray for hope. Jesus, I ask you to give me your hope, your hope, not a small or weak or uncertain hope, but a defiant, robust, strong, and mighty hope. Give me your hope, Jesus. That's what we pray together. Amen. You've been listening to the Ransomed Heart Podcast with John Eldridge and Craig McConnell, and I hope you've enjoyed this. As you know, now you can pick up our podcast on our app, the Ransomed Heart app, along with Prayers, the daily prayer, audio versions of the prayers, the daily readings, all kinds of great stuff on there. So just want to offer everything we can to you, friends, to strengthen your hope.